What's going on, people? What's up? Nick Bradley, the Detroiter, we're back. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you're doing all right today. Liff, you can hear me. Did you listen to that? Come on, bro. Come on, dude. <coughs> Jesus Christ. Come on, bro. Cut me some slack. Did you? Dude, I can't, I can't smell for fuck. I can't even sniff anything, dude. Do you hear how clogged that is? I don't know the last time my nose has been this clogged. I didn't know my nose could be this clogged. I feel like Squidward stuck is something somewhere. You know what I mean, dude? It's just... There's no oxygen. There's nothing. There's nothing here. There's nothing happening between my forehead and where my nose ends. There's nothing. It's just goop, dude. It's a wax museum in there. There's nothing. It actually, it actually, it actually, it's exhausting a little bit to just sniff. Like, can you hear, I can get a little bit through. I'm going to sleep like shit tonight. Meant to record yesterday, everybody. I wanted to record yesterday. Felt a little down or felt a little under the weather, if you will. You can hear it today. I still feel a little under the weather. It's not terrible, right? I'm not on my deathbed. Um, I haven't yet resorted to calling my mother and asking her what's wrong with me and how do I fix it. I'm going to, I'm going to weather the storm a little bit longer. We're going to see if I can't kick this on my own, right? Just another step in the adulting and maturing process, get a little cold. I'll take a couple pills, drink a bunch of water, sleep well, and we'll see if we're not feeling hundred percent by Friday afternoon, right? That's the goal. That's kind of the milestone I set for myself. If I'm going to get sick, I can hear my dad saying, blow your fucking nose. Yeah, bro. I've blow, I've got it right here. I've blown my nose a thousand times today. What do you think happens? I blow my nose. It just comes fucking right back, dude. I'm trying to like breathe through my, breathe through my nose. So I'm not talking and going, uh, 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 uh. I'm trying, but it obviously isn't working. Anyways, it's I distracted myself with that fucking congestion. Bear with me today. If you would please, right? We've been through a lot together. I've done a lot of these episodes. I don't know if I've ever really been sick for any. Bear with me today. We're going to power through. We're going to make it. You may have to hear a couple gross sounds. You may have to hear mucus changing elevation in the body, but that's all right. The things we do for love. Isn't that what Tyrion or Jamie Lannister said all that, all those episodes ago? Season one, episode one, fucking shoves Bran out the window. The things we do for love. You love the podcast. You love me. You love this sweet ass Chiefs shirt. You grind through the mucus noises. By the way, if you're watching on YouTube, look at this. If you're listening, if you're on Spotify and Apple, at least tune into YouTube at this part. This Chiefs shirt, folks. If you follow me on Instagram or Twitter, you may have seen it. This Chiefs shirt is unreal. This thing turned out better than I had imagined. Look at it. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. That thing's incredible, brother. It's incredible, dude. The, I got the red shirt. I got an XL, so it's a little oversized. The chief script at the top, dude, everything. This shirt is – I wish I was the Kansas Cityan, the, the the chieftain. I don't know. What what do you call a person from Kansas City? Kansas Sidon? Kansas – Kansas – KC – KCN? KC? 
KC. I don't know what you call someone from Kansas City, um, but I wish I was the third, the Detroiter of Kansas City and had a thousand people buying these fucking shirts. Dude, they're unreal, and it's so tough to break into the new markets. Anyways, I do have one other thing I want to say about the shirt, but let me pop back to my sickness. We're going to get through it. It'll be a good episode. We're going to talk some sports today. Um, the only really random thing is I'll talk a little bit about the shirt and just – I already know people are going, dude, you're not a Chiefs fan. What the fuck are you doing wearing that shirt? I already know it. If I post this picture on Twitter, if I post it on anywhere, make a TikTok in it anywhere, people are going to be like, what? I thought you were a Lions fan. What are you wearing that for? Okay, Jimmy in your mom's basement, 14-year-old using your 30 minutes of computer time per night. Fucking relax, pal. Easy. I'll explain. We'll talk about it. Meant to record yesterday, like I was saying, didn't get to it. So here we are today. Um, there's some good news. There's a couple, you know, it's not actually good news, but it is news. It's something kind of interesting to talk about. There's talking points to be made. The Pistons are 15 and 50, which is unreal. I mean, like impressive to be that bad. They are 15 and 50. That is fucking nuts, dude. If they don't get Victor Wembanyama, they you have to do something with the draft lottery. These guys are 15 and 50. Do you know how much they got to hate showing up to Little Caesars Arena every night? 15 and 50, bro? They're going they're waking up in the morning going, "I know I play basketball and I make millions and I'm famous, but we're 15 and 50." Like Bro, uh, KPMG, if I go get an accounting job there, they're no 15 and 50. They're one of the top four teams in the country. 15 and 50, that shit's got a way on you. It's impressive. Kudos to them for the accomplishment. Michigan State, Michigan State, not great. Not great for MSU football. Um, don't want to spend a ton of time on it. Nicholas March, Marsh, four-star. Nicholas Megatron Marsh, by the way. Guy's nickname is Megatron. Grew up in River Rouge, right? I'm sure he grew up watching actual Megatron, Calvin Johnson. Listen, anybody who's got the nickname Megatron, I want him to go to Michigan State to play football, plain and simple. Uh, was a commit for the class of 2024. Has been for a while now. Top 100 player in the country, wide receiver, right? It was If he committed, if he followed through. And there's still a chance that he becomes an MSU uh, Michigan State Spartan. Don't know what I was going for. There is still a chance. But if he does, he'll be one of Mel Tucker's biggest gets yet. One of the more talented offensive players that's ever come to East Lansing. Like, he's a pretty landstone, landmark guy. Uh, and milestone, milestone and landmark. Jesus Christ, bro. Fucking. That's what happens. I can't get oxygen in the brain. Decommitted today. Now, I don't think it's the end of the world. And I agree with the people. I'm one of the, the ones who's like, a commitment don't throw any don't throw any parties for a commitment. Yeah, we got the crystal ball. Yeah, he's committed. That's cool. That that's nice for now. We're up in the charts. Hopefully that helps other guys say, "Hey, what about what MSU's doing?" Yes, but don't set your watch to a commitment. That shit happens it changes all of the time. He was just a commitment 2024 signing days a ways off still. And uh, he decommitted today. He's going to go explore other options. His mom I think posted something like I still want him in the green and white in 2024, so that's good to know. His mom still, I guess, is a Mel Tucker fan, MSU fan. Um, and he said MSU would still be one of his top choices, but I guess he's just going to explore elsewhere. If I had to imagine what that elsewhere would be, 
Michigan, um, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, probably, if I had to guess. His four other visits, it would be each and every one of those, like four for four precisely, if I had to guess. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully Tuck can hang on. And, you know, it is what it is. I There's people freaking out like, oh, no, I'm Mel Tucker. We need him out. What happened to recruiting? There's people freaking out. But what's concerned me more, the other piece of news for Michigan State football in the last week, Brandon Jordan, defensive line, pass rush specialist, the guru, really, from what I understand, the mastermind behind this defensive line class we have coming into East Lansing this year. Um, The transfers we've got on the defensive line to Michigan State, the fact that five-star defensive lineman David Stone is looking at MSU instead of his – or not instead of, but next to his home state of Oklahoma. This guy, from what I understood, was the heart and soul absolutely of the defensive line recruiting at MSU – but at a bigger scale, kind of the recruiting. And let me let me let me tell you why. Right, we're not going to spend a ton of time on the decommitment. It happens. I don't think it's a huge deal. And who knows, he may end up in the green and white anyway. The Brandon Jordan, him moving on to Seattle, that's a big deal, right? I understand there's plenty of other positions that need to be recruited and need to be filled that aren't defensive line. There's linebackers, safeties, corners. There's an entire offense. I understand, and I understand Brandon Jordan. He probably didn't play much of a role in bringing Caden Hauser to MSU. Fair enough. He probably didn't play much of a role in bringing Jordan Hall, potentially, to MSU, Stanton, Ramble, some of these other really high recruits we got coming in. But you look at the recruiting class last year, our top four, or at least four of the top five recruits in the class are all defensive linemen. Jalen Thompson, Andrew DePape, by Job, and I'm forgetting the fourth. But it's another defensive lineman. Who the fuck is the fourth? I can't remember. It's another defensive lineman, though. That, that is the lifeblood of your defense. I've said it a thousand times before. I've said it a thousand times that it is a lot easier to be good at defense when you have a sweet D-line. You don't need outstanding cornerbacks when you have a very good defensive line. You don't need your safeties to be as good. Your defensive coordinator doesn't need to be as smart, right? Uh, Okay, three. Three of the top recruits in the class were defensive linemen, those three guys I named. The defensive line allows you to do so much more defensively. It allows so much more margin for error defensively. When you can get to the quarterback, you can rush four guys and you can put down sacks, you can rush their throws, you can hit a C.J. Stroud, you can stop the run. When you can rush four guys and get pressure consistently, that changes a defense. It is a cheat code on defense. It is. Every single fucking team that's elite, every single defense in the history of football that's ever been elite, every team, Georgia, Alabama, you look at Michigan, all of these teams that are in the college football playoff, that are winning conference championships year in and year out, A, they all have at worst pretty good defenses, and all of the ones that have elite defenses have NFL talent in the front four, have a four-man rush that can cause you all sorts of problems and makes calling offense a living hell, all of them. Brandon Jordan, he was the architect 
behind this defensive line class that just came into Michigan State. We read the freshman that we got coming in. Tunmi Zadalai, I think I said that right. Former four-star recruit, 41st overall player in the country, Texas A&M transfer. He came to Michigan State because of Brandon Jordan. There's about, I think, three. Ken Talley, four-star from Penn State. I think I, I assume any defensive line talent that we have since Brandon Jordan took over, he played a large part in that. Okay, so in my mind, we lost the guy who is the brains behind recruiting at an extremely high level, probably the most important position group on the roster. Quarterback, yes. Offensive line, yes. Those those three probably being the most important. As far as the defense, the most important position group on defense. He's been the, the architect behind it, and he's done an unbelievable job. The fact that we went and got by Job, top 100 player from Oklahoma, to come to Michigan State, unbelievable. Andrew DePape, 132 in the country. Iowa, we're getting him. We're plucking him from Iowa to come to Michigan State. Unreal job. And then keeping four-star Jalen Thompson home. Down in Cast Lake, that's an unbelievable job too. I understand we've got another big time recruit. Mel Tucker's working on other guys, and he's done his job. And David Stone isn't just looking at Michigan State because of Brandon Jordan. And those freshmen aren't just coming here because of Brandon Jordan. I understand that it isn't the end all be all. But when you look at the reports, you read these articles, you hear the guys talk, they're always saying BT Jordan. He works with the pros. He's the best. I wanted to come get the work. If these NFL guys are paying, they're flying to East Lansing to get a weekend of training with him. I can go spend however many months the season is with him every year. Come on now. He was a big part of that. I'm not saying Mel's not going to be able to recruit the defensive line on his own. I'm not sure who he's supposed to go out and hire. I don't know who the rumors are. I don't know who is even open and available to the job. I don't know if there's a possibility of him making a splash hire like he did with Brandon Jordan. I don't really know what the pool looks like. Do I think Mel's capable of going and getting the right guy, going and getting someone who will get David Stone reignited, going and getting someone who will kind of do the same thing as Brandon Jordan, make defensive line recruits coming out of high school all across the country go, yeah, but this guy's over at MSU. Yeah, USC is close to home, but MSU's got this guy coaching their defensive line. Is he capable of going and getting somebody like that? I think he is. He did it with Brandon Jordan. He's done it once already. Why not do it again? Easier said than done. I don't know if that guy will necessarily be to the caliber of a Brandon Jordan, but someone like him, someone going down that path, why not? Why not? I said the same thing when Kenneth Walker got one, and everyone was like, you lost Kenneth Walker. You're never going to be anything again. Okay. That, so far, they're right. So far, they're right. 11 wins. Kenneth Walker leaves five wins. We couldn't run the ball for shit either. So far, they're absolutely correct. My argument back then, and I still believe it today, is, look, Mel Tucker was the guy who who went to Wake Forest and said, how is this Kenneth Walker not getting any playing time? What, what's, going, what's going on here? Let's get him to Michigan State and give it to him 30 times a game. Mel Tucker was the guy in charge of that. Brandon Jordan. Well, he's done an outstanding job, and he was great here, and he helped put MSU on the map, at least for defensive line recruiting. And he brought some elite talent here, and now he's gone. Mel Tucker was the guy that went, I'm going to go get this Brandon Jordan guy. And defensive line recruiting, it's going to be on easy mode. 
we will get the same level of talent that the other best programs in the country get. Dude, we raked in the 81st player, the 132nd player, and I think Thompson somewhere in the 200s. Alabama's probably recruiting better than that. Georgia probably recruits better than that. Ohio State probably recruits better than that. Maybe Clemson. Outside of those four schools, who has a better defensive line recruiting class? Yes, we were ranked 23rd or 22nd or whatever it was overall. Yes, yes, there's plenty of people ahead of us in the grand scheme. But just defensive line recruiting classes? How many guys in the class of 2023, how many teams had a better class than our three-man class? We had some elite talent in there, right? Mel Tucker's the one who identified the guy to make that happen. Mel Tucker's the one who had the idea, wait, why don't I just go get this guy? He has hundreds of NFL players that fly to him in random, wherever the fuck he is at the time. They fly in for a weekend, the train, and then they go. It'll be unbelievable for Mitch. He had the foresight to make that move happen. Just because he did it once, does that mean he'll do it again? No, it doesn't. But it does mean I have faith that he will, you know, make the right decision. That he will refill that role to the best of his ability. I hope the recruiting picks up. I mean, that's the concern now, right? That's the the bummer about, you know, this whole thing with MSU. Because it is good. And I don't think anybody should be super down. I, it isn't good. I don't know why the fuck I said that. I don't think anybody should be super down. Nobody should be like, Mel Tucker's done. Nobody should be like, God damn it, we're fucked. No, no, no. Don't, 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 don't get like that. I think that's fair to be a little disappointed, though. I think it's fair to wonder. I think it's fair to be pretty interested in who Mel Tucker hires, right? I think it's pretty fair to say, all right, we better make something happen this year. Like, it, you can't lose as many games the way you did, and your recruiting class has to be at the very worst, at the very worst the same, if not better. Like, we've got to take a – fine, you lost Brandon Jordan. He went to the NFL. That was his dream. He got an offer from the Seahawks. He turned down other colleges, but once he got the NFL offer, there was nothing MSU can do. Fine. You lost him. Life goes on. Nick Saban's lost. I don't even know how many coaches. Life goes on. Can you replace him and can you at least sustain that level of recruiting, of recruiting or take it to another level? Because I think myself included, I think a lot of state fans, at least my friends, like this 2023 recruiting class was ranked 22nd or yeah, I think 22nd. That's good for Michigan state, especially that's great. Mark D'Antonio, I've said it a million times. He had one class in the top 20. In his entire tenure, everything was in the 30s. Everything was in the 40s. Everything except for the 116, and then everybody went to jail. 22nd overall, I think last year's class of 2022 was like 25th overall. To go 25th and then 22nd overall, that's the best pair of recruiting classes Michigan State football's had since the 1970s, like straight up. That is the best we have recruited since recruiting numbers and stars and these websites, any of that became a thing. That's a fact. Even though that is the case, and even, even though that should correlate to on-field results, I do still think there's another, another level that needs to be hit recruiting-wise. Do I ever think Michigan State will recruit top 10 classes regularly? Probably not. Probably not. There's just too many powerhouse schools we live in cold weather or we are in cold weather. 
Probably not, right? Do I think it's possible Michigan State recruits at a top 15 level consistently? That I do believe. That I do believe. I think next year, obviously, the on-field performance just has to be better. You can't go 5-7-1, and seven, one, and you can't blow games and get fucking murdered all of the time. It just can't happen. You have to be better on the field. But recruiting-wise, too, because I think next year, no matter what happens with Tuck, next year will be – he'll have one last year of, all right, you're still gathering talent. We're being patient. Michigan and Ohio State got their things rolling. You're still accumulating. These aren't totally your guys. You're still patching some things together. We're we're relying on the transfer portal to fail. All right. I still think this next football season, while it needs to be better than five and seven, I think if he goes seven and six, he still has a year of okay. All right. You're okay. But recruiting wise, we need to go to another level. Top twenty two. All right, you know, that's pretty good. That's, I don't, is that going to beat Michigan? Is that going to beat Ohio State? Mel Tucker's the one that said, if you can't recruit at Michigan State, you probably just can't recruit. Mel said that, not me. Top 22nd, top 22, is that terrible? No, 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 I don't think so. But is it like, hey, if you can't recruit at Michigan State, you can't recruit? What? Top 22, we can do better than that. I think he's got to be top 20, class of 2024. I do. I think top 15 should be the goal. Like when ideally we're winning games and he's got his players and the Michigan State football war machine is up and running. I think then the goal is let's bring in, let's try to bring in top 15 classes every year, like fifth at 15, right? 13 to 17 would be great every single year, 13 to 18 even. But I think next year you got it. You got to elevate a little bit more. You got to jump into the top 20 and he may have this year. I think he only took 16 players in this year's recruiting class. When you look at the other, the other schools at the top, it's like 21 guys, 22 guys, 23. So he had six, five, six, seven spots open that he could have gone and gotten whoever three stars. I'm not saying yeah, Those guys would have had four stars or these crazy players, but numbers help. Like if this would have been 21 guys and the, the next five, we're all three-star players, which I think he probably was capable. If he wanted to just go take five more three-stars, he probably could have done that. Then I think it probably is a top 20 class. Just because of the numbers, I think they get bumped into the top 20. But I think next year you you have to – the number needs to show. There has to be something you can point to that says, look, I get it. We went seven and six or whatever happens. We got a top 20 class. Things are moving along. We're still improving here. We're still building. It, it just – Brandon Jordan is not the end of the world. Obviously, the decommitment from Nick Marsh isn't the end of the world. But this is a big offseason. Um, the class of 2024 is massive. The class of 2023 was very big. The class of 2024 is massive because it will be, if it doesn't go well, it will be something that you can point to. Hey, we got the 14th overall recruiting class. You're going to need something like that if the season doesn't go according to plan in the wins and losses columns. Massive offseason, massive season ahead. Um, this coaching hire is huge. The recruiting class is huge. Winning battles against the Michigan, winning a battle against Ohio State, winning a battle against the Penn State. Like these are all going to feel so momentous this next calendar year. Couple, a couple bumps in the road last week or so for MSU football. I won't lie to you. 
I wish Brandon Jordan stayed. I wish Nick Mars didn't decommit. Shit happens. Let's see what Mel's got. This is why we brought him in, because he knows who to hire. He knows what needs to be done. He knows how to keep kids committed. He, he, he This is why we brought him in, to bring in talent at any level of the organization, coaches, players, et cetera. He's got an opportunity to do that, a big one. All right, quick break. And uh, on the flip side, I don't know. Talk about the shirts, maybe? I just want to address being a Lions fan and wearing this because I know people are sitting there going, fuck you. I just like cool shirts, dude. I like cool shirts. Also, when I make these shirts, when I make a Chiefs shirt or I make a Michigan shirt, now I don't wear any of the Michigan shirts, but I make a Chicago shirt or I make a uh, Philadelphia Eagles shirt, whoever. When I make these designs, I want them to be sick. I make these designs and I go, I want to see this shirt in the store and go, I have to have that. I want to walk by and think to myself, damn, it sucks I'm not a Cowboys fan. I want to walk by and go, I wish I went to Georgia because I really want to wear that fucking shirt. That's the goal. That's what I'm trying to do with each and every one of these shirts. Some of them I'm more keen on than others. I think they're all cool. I don't put anything out where I'm like that. So some of them I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Some of them I'm like, I I, I need to have it i.e. right here. I have to have it. I have to wear it. I got the Bengals shirt hanging up in my room over there too. Just had to have it. The Bengals are sick. Those three guys are sick. The design's sick. I had to have it. I make the designs. I make the streetwear because I enjoy it, because I think it looks cool, because I like wearing clothes that I think are cool. I like wearing graphic t-shirts with graphics that are cool. I like when I'm wearing one of my shirts and someone comes up to me, a stranger, and goes, love your shirt. Where'd you get that? I've never seen anything. I love when that happens. And I go, yeah, I make them. Just because I made a Chiefs design and I'm not a Chiefs fan doesn't mean I'm going to boycott all of them. I didn't get the Eagles design. I didn't get the Cowboys design. I got the Bengals one. I got the Chiefs one. Dude, I just like wearing cool shirts. I like wearing graphic tees. I try to make my stuff look vintage for a reason. I love vintage stuff. I'm wearing it because it looks cool. And if the Chiefs had beaten the Lions in the Super Bowl, I probably wouldn't be wearing it. If the Lions were even in the playoffs at all, who knows if I'd be wearing it. Didn't matter. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl. It's a sick graphic. You're never going to catch me wearing it on a Sunday. You're never going to catch me wearing it while the Detroit Lions are playing a football game. You're never going to catch me wearing it in the city of Detroit, most likely. I'm out in California. Fuck it, dude. I'll wear it around. You're never going to see me wearing it when there's an opportunity to wear the Lions designs. I just like to switch it up. I like cool clothing. If I don't wear it, who's going to with all my stuff? And you know what? If I didn't design them, I probably wouldn't be wearing them. But I did, so I do. Plain and simple. Now, I don't wear any of the college stuff. Don't wear any Michigan stuff. Don't wear any Georgia stuff. None of that shit. Can't do it. The college stuff, I can't do. The college stuff, only green and white will ever touch my body. But, uh, you know, the pro teams, fucking cool, dude. Like, I'm going to make a Padres design. I'm going to wear that so much. Or I've already made a Padres design, I should say. I'm going to drop it for opening day. I'm going to wear that thing all of the time. Dude, they're going to ask me, you a Padres fan? I'm going to go, well, I'm a Tigers fan, but the Padres are my NL team. I really like the Padres. I'm going to wear that bitch constantly. 
California SoCal, there's Padres fans everywhere. Yeah, bro. I'm going to wear the fucking Padres shirt. They look cool. It's a cool graphic. It's not that serious. That's all. So if you're out there, you're a Lions fan or a Pistons fan or whatever, and you see a design I make that isn't your city or your team, dude, it's okay to, to wear it for the graphic. It's okay. I'm telling you. It is. All right. Let me take a quick break. Don't want to talk about the Lions. The Pistons, I don't know. The Pistons are 15 and 50. I don't That's fucking unbelievable that they're that bad. It's unreal that a basketball team is that bad. I don't know how you even do it. That's got to be harder than getting every question wrong on the ACT. 15 and 50, dude. Those guys probably want to off, off themselves when they show up to practice. 15 and 50. If the Pistons don't get Wembanyama or Scoot Henderson, I guess, I don't even know like what you do. Honest to God, I don't even know what you do. I don't. I, I don't know how you fix it. If they don't get one of those two guys, I don't know. They're 15 and 50 for the 15th goddamn year in a row. I don't I don't know what you do if they miss out on one of those top two guys. I don't. Let's talk some March Madness. We'll talk Michigan losing again, losing to Illinois, and then losing to uh, – we just beat them. Indiana. That was a good game, actually. But Indiana, yeah, fucking buried them at Assembly Hall. Let's talk about them potentially missing the tournament. Let's talk about Michigan State for sure making the tournament, the Tom Izzo Invitational. And let's talk about the rivalry banter that exists there. Don't really want to talk about either team's prospects or who's going to make a run and who won't. I just want to talk about the rivalry fodder that exists when it comes to March and the University of Michigan and Michigan State. Quick break. So here's the deal. Michigan lost to Illinois. Michigan lost to Indiana. Last two games of the season. Needed at least one of them, probably both, to be in the tournament. Now they're on the bubble. People are saying they just win one game. They're in. Um, I don't know. It helps that they're Michigan for sure. Helps that they're a massive brand. A lot of people care about them, and they'd move the ratings. That helps. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, if you were just looking at it without the names of the schools and mathematically, and who really deserves it, maybe two games in the Big Ten tournament, and they get into the and they get into March. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a bracketologist, but I think that's the word on the street. I don't know if they'll make it. I obviously think it would be hilarious if they didn't. Um, that's pretty, I, I don't know. Can't help you much there. That's just the way it is. Michigan state on the other hand, will be in it. Michigan state on the other hand, hoping to go on the run on a run in the big 10 tournament to help their seeding in March madness, Michigan state on the other hand, in the tournament comfortably, safely, no doubt about it for 26 years, 25, 26 years in a row, something like that. Tom Izzo's almost his entire tenure. As a, head, as a head coach at Michigan State University. That's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. That's the Red Wings going to the playoffs for 25 straight years. To go to the tournament, to make March Madness for 25 years in a row at the college level is bananas. In the Big Ten, bananas, dude. I need people to understand that. 
I need Michigan fans because this is what it comes down to. This is really what I want to talk about is the rivalry. I need Michigan fans to at least acknowledge how absurd that is. I get it. You don't like MSU. I get it. You don't want MSU. You don't want Tom Izzo to be successful. I get it. You like making jokes when Michigan State loses before the Sweet 16. I understand it brings you happiness that Miles Bridges Bridges never went to a Final Four. I understand you're happy the COVID season happened so Cassius couldn't do his thing. I get it. If you're a Michigan fan, if you're a Michigan State fan, everybody, anyone who's a college basketball fan, and if if you want to talk about Michigan State and, and college basketball at large, you need to understand how absurd it is that Tom Izzo's been to the tournament 25 years straight. It's incredible. Duke, they don't, they haven't done that. UNC, nope. Kansas, nope. Who's your favorite basketball program? They haven't done it. I think Gonzaga's at 33 because they're in a conference with a bunch of high schools. So more power to them. Michigan State's doing that in the big fucking 10, dude. In the big 10, not in the Mountain West or whatever the hell Gonzaga, the WCC, whatever the fuck they play in. The Big Ten, 25 years straight. So when you talk about Blue Bloods and you talk about some of the best programs of our lifetimes, the best programs of this millennium, the best head coaches in college basketball, not only today, but all time, understand how ridiculous 25 straight years is. And I need to, I need to hear it to myself, to be honest. I need to humble myself. I was a little bit of a sourpuss. I've been being a sourpuss the last couple of weeks, dating back to the Iowa game, dating back to the Nebraska game in which I didn't watch the second half. And some people have called me out for it on Twitter, which is fair. Um, do I regret it? Not really. I mean, in the time, I was so angry. I've said it. I, I watched the Red Wings back-to-back nights. I'd seen the Iowa game. I was so angry and fed up. I had to just... Blow, I literally had to blow off steam, go lift some weights, just anything else. I had to. I didn't have a choice. If you call me a phony, there's some guys like you're a part-time fan. Shut the fuck up, dude. You don't know what you're talking about. I was being a sourpuss, though. I will acknowledge that. I was unhappy. I was annoyed. I was tired of it. And I've acknowledged how it's not just this season, but the past few Adding up and compounding, just building frustration. So I needed to hear it too, how special it is that Tom Izzo's been to the tournament 25 years straight. How unbelievable of an accomplishment that is. How great of a coach this guy is. 25 years in a row. Hasn't missed the tournament. 25 there are schools, it, it, it's like, I think Gonzaga and then Michigan State and then the next school is like 15 and then the fourth school is like eight. Unreal. There are teams, there are powerhouses, blue bloods. UNC might miss the tournament. Duke, they're pretty good. Kentucky at the beginning of the year, not good. Worried about missing the tournament. Other elite basketball programs. Louisville won like three games this year. <laughs> Louisville basketball was like three and twenty-four. Think about that. Louisville basketball was three and twenty-four, something like that. Michigan 
has two first-round draft picks and a former All-American, and right now would not make the tournament. Michigan's been a great basketball program. Wisconsin, eh, they're a damn good basketball program. There are so many schools, great schools, that you think highly of. I haven't been to the tournament 25 years in a row. Their down years aren't a seven seed in March Madness. I needed to hear it. I need to appreciate it. I need to think about that and just respect it, honestly. How good Tom Izzo has been for so long. Juwan got hired by Michigan, and everybody thought he was the savior. I mean, he looked great right off the bat, right? Recruited at an extremely high level. Put out winning basketball teams. Guys are going to the NBA. He looked like a genius. He looked like he's outsmarted Tom Izzo in the transfer portal. Now in year three, I believe it's year three for Juwan, um, what I just said is true. He's got talent. He's got players that are gonna get that are gonna continue to play after college, and he might miss the tournament in a year where the Big Ten isn't outstanding. That's not Tom Izzo's down year. Tom Izzo's bad isn't two first round draft picks and missing the tournament. That's Tom Izzo doesn't do that shit. Are you kidding me? And here's my entire point. Here's what I want to bring it all the way back to. Can you imagine if Tom Izzo did? If you're a Michigan fan, think think about it right now. Just sit back. Can you imagine what Michigan Twitter would look like? Can you imagine what some of your favorite accounts would look like? Could you imagine what you'd be thinking, tweeting, saying, whatever? If Tom Izzo, that year he had Miles Bridges and Jared Jackson and didn't even make the tournament? Can you imagine? You guys acted like him losing to Syracuse in the round of 32 was missing the tournament. That's how other people acted. They acted like a year in which he won the Big Ten and then lost in the round of 32 was him almost going 500 and missing the NCAA tournament. That's how people acted. Can you imagine if he actually did do that? So when you're a Michigan fan, whenever you're prepared to come around and, and go after Tom Izzo, just think about it. Don't throw stones from a glass house. And when you do and you inevitably get chirped back, Jawan's about to miss the tournament with this, this, and that. Don't give me the, who's had the more recent Sweet 16? Who, who, who's better in March? Who's been, to, who's been to the Sweet 16? You won two games. You went through a miserable fucking season, and then you won twice. Even if Michigan sneaks into the tournament this year. <laughs> And they win two games. And they make the Sweet 16. As a Michigan fan, that'd be a fun run, right? You'd be happy. You'd be firing off tweets. As a Michigan fan, don't pretend like you haven't hated the entire season up to this point. Don't pretend that the last four months of college basketball have been maybe your least favorite that you can remember. Don't pretend like you didn't hate every second of this year. Okay. I got all the time Michigan fans talking about, well, the Sweet 16. Dude, those teams were winning Big Ten championships. The teams that you're chirping 
those Jaron Jackson, Miles Bridges teams, those teams that you're, oh, they didn't win a sweep. Those teams won 20-something games. Those teams hung banners. Those teams were dominant for four months, and then they lost one at the end. Don't act like you'd replace them with a team who sucked ass all year and then won twice in March, and that was it. Don't act like you'd make that trade. Because there are people who do, and it sickens me. His Michigan Twitter account, Josh Odgall, the other day, puts out, would you rather win a Big Ten regular season championship or make the Sweet 16? What? What kind of question is that? What kind of question is that? You're lying if you'd rather make the Sweet 16 with no rank. You're lying if you'd rather make the Sweet 16 and forego a conference championship. Those teams get remembered. They have banners on. You're lying. You're an idiot. I'm sorry. So we just need to respect Tom Izzo more. Michigan fans, Michigan State fans alike, when we're ready to fire off, he's washed. What the fuck? Why did he do this? We got to understand we the guy we got leading this, the program has done something pretty much nobody else has. And on top of the 25 Final Fours, I mean Final Fours, can you imagine? The 25 straight appearances. He's got eight Final Fours. He's got the ring. Yes. Sucks he doesn't have more than one. If he had two, if Tom Izzo had two, what's crazy is Tom, Izzo, Tom Izzo's been to eight Final Fours. He has one ring. If Tom Izzo had a second ring, he would be so firmly and nobody can say shit about him territory. It's crazy. He would be so – he'd be – you can't say shit about Tom. If he had two rings, you can't say a fucking word about Tom Izzo. If he just had one more, and the craziest part about it all, he's been there so many times, he could have like three. He could have another one. Like, he could just have another. He could have more than two. He's been so close so many times. Getting that far, getting to the Final Four eight times in 25 years, that alone is a ridiculous stat. That should earn you, nobody can say shit to me, right? If he just had one more ring, and he probably could have two, this guy would be one of the greatest to ever do it. And by one of the greatest to ever do it, I mean top four, top five, Coach K, Bobby Knight, John Wooden, Tom Izzo, if he had three, is that the – like he would be Mount Rushmore level of college basketball head coach. That is the only chirp. That's the only thing you can say about Tom Izzo. He only has one ring. He's only won one national championship. If you're a Big Ten team, what the fuck are you talking about? Right? Unless you're Duke, unless you're Carolina, unless you're Kansas, unless you're Gonzaga, unless, I guess, Baylor, unless you're one of those, Kentucky, unless you're one of those schools, what the fuck are you talking about? He's only won one. The fuck? Get out of here, dude. Run away. Yeah, it'd be great if he won more, but we got to understand before we chirp him, before we get upset about him, before we say crazy things, as Michigan fans, just because we don't like our rival, we gotta we gotta understand who we're dealing with. We gotta understand the benchmarks here. Jawan and Tom aren't on the same level. They're not treated the same. They're not talked about the same. Tom Izzo would be eviscerated if he had the season Jawan Howard is having currently, with the amount of talent. Whoops! With the amount of talent. Tom Izzo would be hammered against the fucking cross. Guarantee. Michigan fans would never, ever, ever, ever let it go.
Tom Izzo's had three years of making the tournament. Not winning any Big Tens. Not making any Sweet Sixteens. Not really putting out anything special. And Michigan fans are acting like we haven't made the tournament for three years straight. Michigan fans, uh, haters throw their parades. He hasn't missed the tournament. Hasn't had any first-round picks either. I guess Max Christie. I take that back. We just got to understand. I think Max, was Max Christie a first-rounder? I don't even know. We just got to understand who we're talking about. Plain and simple. Put some respect on the guy's name. He does. He, he's done something very few people can say a word about, least of all U of M fans, least of all an MSU fan, least of all people supporting Jawan Howard. 25 straight years, eight Final Fours. You can have your Sweet 16, dude. This guy wins the Big Ten constantly. He wins the Big Ten tournament constantly. Here we are in a down year. We got a double bye, and we're a top four seed in the Big Ten tournament. And I'm, I'm, I'll tell you, Purdue's not excited that we're matched up. Purdue's not excited that if they make the semifinal, we'll be there for them. Purdue's not happy about that. Nobody wants to play Michigan State. Whoever we draw in March Madness, they're not going to be excited that they got Michigan State. The same way MSU, when we get our draw and it's, fuck, we got Oral Roberts or whoever it is, when it was Duke that one year where, God damn it, we got Duke. We are that team to everybody else too. Nobody wants, oh, they're a seventh seed. Yeah, but it's Michigan State. Nobody wants to play us. I promise you. So let's 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 just always remember that. Let's always remember the difference in field goals between the two programs. Let's all the chirping, you know, fucking just mind your own business. That's all. All right. That's all I got today, folks. Probably be back again tomorrow. Maybe a random episode. Just talk about whatever. Kind of want to talk about Lamar Jackson and uh, the Ravens franchise tagging him and apparently not really wanting to sign him long term. Uh, Go figure there. I kind of want to talk about that. Kind of want to talk about the Lions. A lot of buzz around Anthony Richardson. I don't know. Um, Lots of talk about using, what is it, the eighth overall pick we have on him? I don't know. There's some stuff to talk about. Um, Red Wings, I mean, their their season's over, right? The Red Wings, it's Connor Bedard. That's all we. That's all there is now. There's nothing more to talk about with the Red Wings. There's no. Oh well, they should have done this. This guy. What? It, we got to figure something else out. It doesn't matter. They're going to lose a bunch. Hopefully, we lose all the games. Hopefully, we get Connor Bedard. That's where the Red Wings are at right now. Until the draft, I don't care about those guys. Probably done watching them for the year. Probably done talking about them for the most part. It is what it is. Um, and then March Madness is happening, dude. Fucking Big Ten tournament starts today. Starts today. Games are played today. This is the best time of the year. Hope you have a wonderful day. Check out these Chiefs shirts. Um, the Detroit mascots tee, if you've seen those on Twitter, the one that Amon Ross St. Brown was wearing, those go on sale Friday. They will only be available Friday and Saturday. Half of the proceeds will go to the Spartan Strong Fund. So do not miss out. If you want those shirts, there's way too many mascots on them for me to sell them more than two days. They will be available this weekend. If you miss it, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. I'm warning you now. I'm posting about it on Instagram, on Twitter. You cannot miss it. Friday, Saturday, Saturday, the Detroit mascot shirts. Got a version for MSU fans. Got a version for Michigan fans. They're unreal. So stay on the lookout for those. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Thank <laughs> you.